and welcome back to the Model Shop Podcast. My name is Fio, and I'll be your host as we make our through the early days of Walt Disney Imagineering. We'll get to know some amazing people, experience extinct attractions, and always be on the lookout for extra pixie dust. Today, we're going to be using the Imagination Time Machine again, but this time we'll actually be traveling into the imagination. More specifically, into the imagination of some Imagineers as we explore some never-made attractions at Disneyland. There are a few that I wish existed today, but some of them, let's just say I can see why they were left on the drawing board. For this first one, we're going to go inside the imagination of two famous Imagineers, one of whom we've covered on this show before, Yale Gracie and Rolly Crump. Get ready folks, because we're going to be talking about the Museum of the Weird. Basically, this was set to be a walkthrough attraction in which nothing was quite as it seemed. Gracie and Crump spent months and months coming up with cool illusions and weird objects that would make people take a second glance. Among these ideas were the Melting Candle Man, basically like a scary, very, very creepy version of Lumiere that would melt in front of your eyes, the Mistress of Evil, think Maleficent but as a ghost, a talking chair, a man-eating plant, some altars just in case you needed to hex anyone, a gypsy wagon that came to life every so often, a creepy life-size chest set, and an aquarium with skeleton fish swimming around in it. I would absolutely love to see this attraction built in real life, and it likely would have existed in place of the Haunted Mansion if not for Walt Disney's sudden passing at the end of 1966. Even though this attraction doesn't exist today, there's obviously lots of allusions to it and the illusions created for it in the Haunted Mansion today. Next up is an attraction that actually did get built, though I think that was definitely a mistake. I'm talking about the infamous Candy Mountain. It was going to be located in the area around the Storybook Land Canal Boats and was going to be made entirely of candy. Yeah. I mean, these Imagineers, though incredibly smart and very capable, couldn't be perfect, right? Right. Basically, they built this mountain, or at least a model of it, and planned the Wizard of Oz attraction to go inside it, and it wasn't until birds and bugs literally started eating it and it was melting in the sun that they decided that maybe, just maybe, this was not the best idea. It just goes to show that even Imagineers make questionable decisions sometimes. I just love this story, and it turns out later Imagineers did too. On Buena Vista Street in Disney California Adventure, there is a window announcing trolley treats, with the next stop being Candy Mountain, and there is a model of Candy Mountain, though I'm assuming it's not made out of real candy. For the last attraction we're covering today, we're going to be going straight into the mind of Walt Disney himself, and walking through his vision for Edison Square. This mini land slash attraction would have been located just off Main Street and organized in a cul-de-sac. It was designed as the residential section of the town created on Main Street USA, just a few years further in the future than its commercial section. While Main Street is set in the late 1800s, Edison Square would have existed in the very early 1900s, when many American cities were beginning to experience widespread electricity for the first time. The architecture was to be typical of the time period and would have represented the styles common in New York, Chicago, San Francisco, and other American cities. 
At the center of the land was to be a life-size statue of Thomas Edison, but it's what was going to happen inside the buildings that is really fascinating to me. All of the buildings would have combined on the inside to provide a four-act, 15-minute-long show about electricity. As was described in a pamphlet given to the possible sponsor, General Electric, Dur promised a feast for the eye and ear from this show. So what do you say we go through it and see if we agree? The prologue, titled Wizards of Progress, set the stage with five dramatic dioramas showing the most important moments from Thomas Edison's life, the last of which being the 40-hour watch, or the 40 hours in which Edison and his team watched a light bulb they had created and joyously celebrated once it had turned on for 40 hours straight. They had achieved their goal of creating a functioning light bulb. Guests would have been able to wander around this space until the beginning of the show, which would have been announced by a classically Disney-esque narrator, some exciting music, and an awesome light show. Act 1 takes place in 1898 and is titled 1% Inspiration, 99% Perspiration. It would have showed a typical American home with all of the expected technology of the time. It also promised an electromechanical man by the name of Wilbur K. Watt. Honey Ponwalt. I'd like everyone to keep in mind that this idea was pitched in 1958, which was years before audio animatronics even existed, but Walt already had a vision for a mechanical man who appeared to be alive. It wasn't just the host, either. Walt promised an entire family of animatronics, though he didn't call them that yet, showing the audience how they used technology in their daily lives. Mr. Watt would have hosted sort of a play for the guest, pointing out all of the details of his life in 1898. He would have described the new and exciting washing machines, which is literally, I kid you not, a barrel with a handle, as well as talking machines, vacuum cleaners, and ovens. Each new product would have had a scene of this play dedicated to it, and once the first act was complete, ending with Mr. Watt making a hopeful prediction about the future of electricity, guests would have gone up out of their seats and walked to the second theater. Of course, there would have been some uniquely Disney details added to this transition. The music would get clearer and faster, almost as if it was being transmitted through a different, more modern device. After the audience was settled in Theater 2, they would time travel to 1918 and get introduced to the newest technologies of the time while the elevated train passed by overhead. Scene 1 described irons and scene 2 showed a hot summer's day being made more bearable by air conditioning. Before sending you off to the next theater, Mr. Walt would have made a hilarious remark that the radio was becoming so realistic it was almost like you could see it. Act 3 brought guests to the present day, 1958. Among the exciting new technologies showcased in this act were fancy new ways to cook food, saying foods may be served in the same dishes they are cooked in, a poached egg in 20 seconds, a hot sandwich in less, as well as, of course, the magic of television specifically Mickey Mouse cartoons. The final act of this play took place an indeterminate amount of time in the future. Spaceships are whizzing by the audience, who were to be somehow actually inside the scene as opposed to watching the rest of the play, and we can see instant, perfectly nutritious cooking, as well as a control board to set every single detail of the house, and a very familiar face on the television. Mr. Watt in a spacesuit, is stepping confidently onto the planet Venus. 
he ends by asserting that progress is our most important product. Well, Walt Disney definitely has a vivid imagination. And you know what else he has? An ability to transfer ideas from one attraction to another. Because this sounds a lot like the carousel of progress. With a couple of obvious differences, such as guests getting up and walking between scenes instead of just going around in their ride vehicles. It's so cool to see how the original idea evolved, though. We're out of the imagination time machine now, so I think it's almost time to say goodbye. I really hope that you enjoy learning about these never-made attractions and experiencing the imagination of some of the most talented Imagineers of all time, and I will see you real soon.